Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. Wise men say potatoes are divine, but never listen to those pieces of shit over on the tomato platform. <laughs> what's up, guys? I'm Steven. And I'm James. And we are the, the Right Potatoes. Potatoes. Uh, and if you could have guessed it by my sick fucking quote, obviously, we're uh, going to be jumping into some Ninja Turtles. One and two. <laughs> and if you're wondering why we're not doing number three, James. Because it fucking sucks. James hates it. <laughs> I've, I've tried on multiple occasions to finish it, and I can't. It's it's a hard one to finish. And I've, wa- I've, I've sat through some fucking stinkers. And I I can't do it with this one. I don't know why. You know, I feel like I've watched one and two like six million times in my life. But then you got number three that I've watched maybe like four. Yeah, once you have something good like a... Once you have creme de la creme, you can't go back to fucking PB&J, you know what I'm saying? Amen, dude. And that's what that is. So, yeah. We're skipping three. If you like three, good for you. But it's a fucking dumpster fire. And it's not going to be reviewed here. (laughs) Yeah. Make your own review. (laughs) Go review it on that other platform, because we don't give a shoot. <laughs> anyway, here's a bit of quick info for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990, number one. Info. I shouldn't have read that. Ninja Turtles was released on March 30th, 1990, and was directed by Steve Barron. The film had a budget of 13.5 million USD, and went on to make 202 million USD. Damn. Which is absolutely fucking Damn. nutty. And it's probably because it was the first Ninja Turtles movie. I'm assuming, and it had all the comic craze and all that shit yeah, going on. It was on. like right after the, the cartoon, and so it was just riding that wave. Yep. Which is tight. Mm-hmm. I wish I was alive at that time. So do I. But I would. But yeah. Both of us were just jizz at the time, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, were, you were pretty full grown, bro. No, Come on. it was March. I was still floating around. Yeah, that's true. But that's okay. Because we're fucking cool as shit now. <laughs> yeah. We're here now. And here's the synopsis for that goddamn movie. Uh, in New York, mysterious radioactive ooze has mutated four sewer turtles into talking, upright walking, crime-fighting ninjas. The intrepid heroes, Michelangelo, Robbie Rist, Donatello, Corey Feldman, Raphael, Josh Pias, and Leonardo, Brian <laughs> Tochi, are trained in the ninjutsu arts by the Rat Sensei Splinter. When a villainous rogue ninja, who is a former pupil of Splinter, arrives and spreads lawlessness throughout the city, it is up to the plucky turtles to stop him. Ooh. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's what? not. He's not a formal. He's not a former pupil, pupil of, Splinter. of Splinter. He was yeah, his. He was his pet. No, Splinter was. Uh... Splinter was Orokusaki's pet. And which is and. Uh, Shredder killed Hirokusaki. Oh, that's what it is. And then when that Didn't happened... Didn't he pick him up and he fucking bit him or something? Yeah, he attacked him and then he like... Splinter had could have killed a rat. Yeah. And he just like swung his sword and cut his ear off and then let him get away. Fucking dickhead, dude. But this is, yeah, that's wrong. So that's a wrong synopsis. Way to go, internet. Good. <laughs> God dang it. Anyway, here's the statistics as to why we're doing this flipping movie in the first place. Tomato Meter gave it a 40% boo. Average rating being 5.1 out of 10... Total ratings, 52, 21 being fresh, 31 being rotten. The audience gave it an 81%. This is an average rating of 4 out of 5. 
stars, that is. Mm. Total ratings, more than 250,000. IMDb gave it a 6.8 out of 10. The Metacritic gave it 51%. And 84% of Google users liked this film. But there was a 41% difference from the critics to the audience. Even now, which is the like... It always bothers me when like <clears throat> movies from back then... And then now they still have total ratings of more than 250,000. It's still like, oh, it's still 73. Yeah. Like, that's, that still doesn't help it. That pisses me off, too. But you know what really pisses me off is when people go back, like, now and write shitty reviews. To, because... to lower the score? Yeah, yeah. Like that um, Citizen Kane is, like, one of the few movies that was 100% because everybody loved it. But then they found a review. Like, one review 80 years ago that was like, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah. And now it's not 100% no more. Dude, that's the worst. But see, it's also 2021. So everyone's offended by everything right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they'll go back and they'll be like, remember that movie? Remember oh, it said that one fucking word? <laughs> <laughs> here we go, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here we go into the Critics Positive Reviews. Oh. Critics Positive Reviews. Uh, the fights and the stunts in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are generally exciting. Made all the more remarkable by the fact that they're mostly being done by guys in 50 pounds, 50 pounds of foam rubber. That's true. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Which, good job, guys. Good on if you. you're listening. <laughs> if you're still, if you're still, yeah. Um, the unapologetically hokey humor and dialogue and characters have their charms for sheer late 80s kitsch value. Okay. I guess. I understood most of those I words. mean, I guess it's late 80s, even though it's early 90s. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Loser. Whatever. Is late 80s also <laughs> early 90s, though? Yep. <laughs> the results are lively and funny enough to keep the adults enthralled, as well as the kids. Amen. Yeah. Which, like, I haven't seen this one a lot. Like, I watched two, like, backwards and forwards. I don't know that movie yeah. fucking front to back. But this one, I was just like, man, I barely remember any of this fucking shit that's going on. Yeah. I actually like the first one a lot. I think I, I think I, I, well, we'll talk about it later, but the first one is good. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, an excellent adaptation and a uh, ro, ro, ruckus? Is it ruckus? Ruckus? Rock, I don't know. Ro, ro, uh, an excellent adaptation Rakus. and a ruckus. <laughs> Brutally entertaining action fantasy that embraces the source material, lending it valid complexity and depth. Ooh. That's a lot of big words. I don't it even is. know what the fuck that means. I think it means it's good. It is. And I give that a <laughs> thumbs up. And you know what doesn't get a thumbs up? These critics' negative reviews. Critics' negative reviews. So, so should you take your kid to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Question mark. I'm not recommending that you do. This movie will not enrich your child's worldview. Okay. Uh, I mean, what? How? <laughs> it's a movie. And it's based off fucking crime-fighting turtles, dickface. Like, what is your child supposed to learn from it? <laughs> Anyway. Crime is bad. Yeah. That's what should learn. And you should learn from rats. <laughs> hey. As a movie, Ninja Turtles would make a better cereal. It looks like it needs a little milk and mother wit poured over it. Something to make it snap, crackle, and pop. Mm. Cool review. I think you're fucking close. Not. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, what troubles me about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that it's basically an exploitation movie aimed at young children. Yeah, I don't think it, no. I don't think so. <laughs> No. I think the second one is more of the, the exploitation part. Yeah. This one is like gritty as fuck. It's so good, dude. Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly, mm -hmm. actually. Especially just for being like 
Ninja Turtles in general. Like, it's pretty... It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I probably would... It probably would have scared the shit out of me, actually, if I watched it when I was, like, younger, younger. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. Who am I, dude? <laughs> Uh, let us not contemplate the sorts of lustful images that must run through the mind of a hormonal teenage turtle. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you think they think about getting in some other chick turtle shell? <laughs> I don't know. You would... What? I kind of like this question because it's like, you would think, yeah, they're teenagers. Well, they're like jerking off all the time too or... Dude, fucking maybe. Well, they're ninjas, they don't have time to jerk off. So. That's true. Ninja jerk. Why the fuck are we talking about this? <laughs> just, just... Yeah, why do they only eat pizza, dude? I feel like Raphael's the, he's the fucking dickhead of the group, right? Yeah. So maybe he's the one who's... He's on the right path, dude. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't beat his turtle meat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think... If we're, if we're talking about this, I think Leonardo's the one who's not, like, pulling tongue all the time. That's true. Because he's the leader, he's more... Focus. Maybe Don and second is Donnie because he's focused on his his smarts and his yeah, tech. being a nerd. And then Raph, maybe on occasion. Yeah. But Mikey's the one fucking pounding it. Yeah, dude, because he's the funny guy. Yeah. You know what's cool and about he's funny like guys? Horny as fuck. Everything same, dude. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Mikey. Shout out Mikey. <laughs> and also shout out these audience positives. Ooh. <laughs> Audience positive reviews. This movie gives me everything I wanted from it. It's cheesy, the characters feel true to the show, there's good music, and it's just an overall good time. Amen. Great good time. It is. Very good. Except, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to think of anything bad about it. Maybe I could, but I don't want to. Uh, this is by far the best Ninja Turtles movie. I loved it as a kid, and rewatching it as a 38 year old, it still holds up. It uh, makes the Michael Bay movies look like absolute rubbish by comparison. Which we could talk about that towards the end too. But those, uh, so those Ninja Turtle movies I actually did like, but not enough to watch them as frequently as I watch these ones. I I liked the first one enough, but then I tried to watch the second one and it was like, again, one of the few times where like, I can't watch this and I turned it off. Yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady weren't, done justice in my opinion. I didn't even make it to that point. I got to the point where they're like uh, busting Shredder out of jail and Bebop and Rocksteady were there. Okay. And that's as far as I got and I was like, damn. Nope, I don't like this. <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> that rarely happens. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't pay money to see it at least. I don't know if I did or not. I honestly don't remember. I know I bought them though just because I used to collect movies. Uh-huh. But, you know. Anyways. Uh, an absolute classic. Uh, don't believe the critics on this one. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Don't believe the critics on this one as it's much... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Why can't I read today? An absolute classic. Don't believe the critics on this one. It's a much darker film than its sequels and cartoons. Although it is a product of the decade it came out in, uh, it doesn't hurt this brilliant movie. Cowabunga indeed. Amen. Cowabunga. Yeah. Dudes. <laughs> And lastly, a solid adaptation of the original comics. Unlike Michael Bay's films, this one is done with heart and soul, but with some flaws that aren't that significant. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's not enough to make you, like, fucking hate it, you know what I'm saying? At least not me. 
Wouldn't that be cool if they all had red masks, though? That would be kind of cool, but yeah. I like the fact that they brought that over from the cartoon, at least. Yeah, what they should have done, too, or, like, even make a fucking joke about it, you know? Like, all of them are wearing, like, a red one for some reason. Like, in the yeah. beginning, yeah. Yeah, they're like... And the you two, you go... You, why do we all look the same or something yeah, like you that? Guys, I can't tell you guys apart, so here. Yeah. And then April gives them their masks. Ooh, that'd we, be fun, dude. Boom, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we just fixed the fucking 30-year-old movie. Dude. <laughs> Not a fan of watch... Oh, sorry. We're, this is something we can't fix. The audience negative reviews. Audience negative reviews. Not a fan of watching this. I find it not funny and not good action. Hey, I like the 2014 and the 2016. The new Ninja Turtles are better. Dude, fall. This guy's an absolute fucking idiot. I hope you slip on a piece of ice and then break your two front teeth out. Thank you. <laughs> Tell him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Checked it out for pure nostalgia. Some of the worst childish shit I've ever seen. Topping cheesiness is almost every scene just plain terrible. Okay. I okay. It'd be cool if you could make that into a coherent yeah. sentence. Yeah, it'd be I'd like it better. Cool if you died. All right, number three. <laughs> a okay movie considering its low budget and low exposure, good effects and decent acting. It set the tone for future comic book movies. Come to think of it, it didn't. Batman did, but it was right there. Definitely not as good as Batman, but we don't need to compare these two. (laughs) Loved this as a kid and went to see it at the cinema. Hasn't aged well. Starts all decent, but contains fuck-all action. (laughs) How so? This guy talks like he's fucking... Like he's a teenager right now. (laughs) I hate this bitch. (laughs) Anyway, so that's all for the first one, James. What would you have given this movie? Uh, like I say, I always think of the, I always give it the first number that pops in my head, and I said like, I still feel bad. I was like eighty five. Okay. Maybe well, well eighty seven. Uh, ooh, we'll go eighty seven. Ooh, shit, dude. Because it's not like it's it's fun. It's good. I like the dark ingredients of it. And if this movie again was made today, I think it would have been, I made a billion dollars. Yeah. Because everyone's going for dark and gritty. Well, especially right now with how fucking pop in the comic book community is yeah. and, like, how all this old shit is coming back, like, this movie would have made a shit ton of money. But now that you have the Michael Bay films, it's going to be hard to redeem it. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, we got to wait another 15 years, maybe. Yeah. Just to, like, get the, that sour taste out of our mouths of those movies, because they were just... Ah, uh, something else. Some shit? Well, no, like, they, the first one had... it's points okay i can only think of no i can't no i can't there's only one good point i think <laughs> and that's just the elevator the elevator right up where there's they're all standing there and then they start like beatboxing oh shit, dude that's actually like, pretty cool wow they're just amping themselves up to go fight shredder <laughs> which i like that part too because that shows more of the fact that they are like teenagers, teenagers yeah it gives you that yeah and you it, can't it gives um, you that feel they just looked like giant monsters which i couldn't get over True that. I mean, they kind of are, but true that. But still, I've just been like, I can't, you're fucking nine foot tall teenagers, and like, no, can't do it. But it was fine. I'll, I'm saying it's fine. The effects were cool. True that. I like effects. <laughs> here's, effects? Here's, here, here's a fun fact about me. If I don't like a movie, that's the only compliment I can pretty much give it. I like the effects were pretty good. <laughs> just to make it like, not, oh, this movie sucked. Dude. This so the new movies like it. It's hard for me just because 
again, it's one of those things. I can watch anything that's like fucking colorful or even action book based or uh, comic book based. Yeah. And probably like it in some way, shape, or form, but they just don't hold up, man. Mm-hmm. I still watch the '90 and '91 versions. Yeah, a lot. More. Just because it's like so. their actions are like real people doing it, so it just makes you believe it more. Instead of seeing like four CGI monsters fight another CGI monster, yeah, and doing impossible flips and shit. Which that's the thing, dude. It's like. This movie made so much fucking money, mm-hmm. and it didn't even have to have a big budget, you know? Yeah. So, I think that speaks for itself. Speaks volumes, if you will. You know what else does? Fun facts with James, bitch, for... Well, what would you give it? Hold on. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, I'd go... I would go an 85. Mm. I'd give it better than the audience, because I still like it a yeah. lot. And uh, I just fuck with it, in general. I really like the Ninja Turtles. And they actually used their weapons, which was cool. Yep. Well, the second one Who's your favorite in? turtle? Raph. Okay. Just because he's a dickhead like you? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Doesn't give a fuck. James isn't that much of a dickhead, guys. Come on. I am on occasion. But. But he's a hot one. Yeah. But Raph, I think Raph, everyone's probably Mikey. Oh. But I, was, I, know, I like Raph just because he didn't give a shit. He was just... I always liked Donatello. Uh-huh. So... That's just me because he's the fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. And he uses a bow staff and he just beats the fuck out of people with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen in any movie of in any movie or TV show like how the fuck do you use Psy? <laughs> like Dude, like Molina does, dude. You just fucking stab him with him. I just, yeah, but I'm just like, how? It's a cool looking weapon, but I just don't understand how you use it. It's mainly used for sword defense. I was going to say, it? yeah, it is because, yeah, because that's what the little hooks are is yeah. to protect your hand from the sword. So, but um, it'd be cool. Hopefully, down the road they make another one. And I know because I use them no, just... <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> just kidding, but uh, down the road it'd be cool to just see like finally them using the sign in the right way. That would be shit sick. like that. Just, they should just fuck. make a rated R version, dude. I'd do just... it. Ooh, or do a Batman Ninja Turtles crossover. Ooh, that'd be fun. Shout out Javier. That's for you. So. uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's all, that's what I got, dude. Do you want to do fun facts? Yeah, let's do fun. Let's facts. do fun facts with James. No. And now fun facts with James. That's me. Uh, this is the highest-grossing independent film until the Blair Witch Project in 1999 made 135 million in the domestic box office and 66 million in the foreign box office. God dang. Independent dog. I didn't this know that. fucking independent. You know what's funny is I was actually going to suggest that we uh, review the Blair Witch with this one. It's kind of funny that, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robin Williams, who is a big fan of the franchise, provided uh, Judith Hoag that with information regarding her characters throughout his comic through his comic book collection. The two were co-starring in Cadillac Man when the Turtles film went into production. Oh shit, dude. That's kind of so. Tight. Robin Williams had fucking first prints of all that shit, or what? I'm guessing so. Bro, can you imagine owning a fucking Robin Williams TMNT number one or something, dude? I, would, I wouldn't tell anybody I had it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until like, Ugh. until I knew I was dying, and then I'd tell somebody. Hey, I'll just let you know right now. If I had one, I'd give it to you. Dude. I'll give it to you. I had, fun <laughs> fact for me: I do have Raphael number one, the first appearance of Casey Jones. I used to. I sold it. I have mine. It's still there. I sold it for like 400 bucks. Sold it to some dude in Hawaii. Shout out, homie, if you're listening. Shout out, Hawaii. <laughs> you're beautiful. <laughs> the actors who physically portrayed the turtles also had cameo roles in the film. 
uh, Josh Pius, who plays Raphael, plays the passenger in the back of a taxi cab right after Raphael, Raphael hops on the cab's hood. Um, McLean? McCain? I don't know. McCain Sisty, sorry, my guy, who plays Michelangelo, plays the pizza delivery man who delivers the pizza to the turtle sewer. Leaf Tilden, who plays Donatello, plays the foot messenger that meets April in the subway station. And David Foreman, who plays Leonardo, plays the gang member in the warehouse during Casey's fight with the with Tatsu. Oh shit. That's kinda tight. Yeah. I love when they do little cameos like that and you have zero fucking idea. Because you don't know what the fuck they look like. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Judith I'm gonna say Hog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Judith Hogg, who was asked to uh, uh, Judith Hogg was not asked to reprise her role as April in the film sequels due to her uh, due to her own personal complaining, particularly about the six day schedule and the amount of violence in the movie. What? It wasn't even that violent. Well, I don't know for I'll 90 show standards, you maybe. Violence. Uh, in the script and novelization, the young boy that Tatsu attacks was to die from the beating. The sounds from the boy. Yeah. The sounds of the boy uh, breathing and others saying that he would be alright were added in the last minute after the movie ratings board objected to the scene. In the French version of the movie, Shinso does die. Oh shit. Which would be better to be like... I like that. We don't fuck around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, originally, Steve Barron wished to replicate April O'Neil's jumpsuit look in the, from the early Mirage comics and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. The look was going to make... was going to more closely resemble the cartoon with the yellow colored jumpsuit and big red uh, head of hair. However, Judith Hogg found the jumpsuit horrifying and the idea was nixed. The yellow raincoat April wears in the beginning of the movie is a homage to the yellow jumpsuit she wears in the 87 cartoon. That's sick. Yeah. I do like that. Do you like, who do you like better as April? The chicken here or do you like Megan Fox? Oh, Megan, no, Megan Fox. No, I don't like I think her. she's a real shitty April person. Yeah, she's... <laughs> What's with Michael Bay using her for everything? She's hot. That's pretty sweet. That's true. That puts, that's for the little, those sort of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, like, uh, she's not a great actress, but uh, I put her in there for you. Yeah. Shout out my boys. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe her, because she seems more capable as a journalist. Okay. And April, the uh, Megan Fox are just like... A fucking internet blogger. It yeah. like. She's boring. Boring. You're boring because you're boring. Because you're fucking boring. Uh, the Foot Clan is a parody of The Hand, the clan of ninjas from the Daredevil comics from Marvel. Damn. You thief? <laughs> Kevin Eastman, you fucking thief? Nah, he's, he's smart. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. Uh, the original comic parodies many elements of Daredevil. The ooze that gave the turtles their power is similar to the toxic waste that makes Matt Mur- that takes Max M- Matt Murdock's sight. And is in fact meant to be from the same incident. Murdoch is not identified by name only because of copyright issues. The turtle's mentor is named Splinter, whereas Daredevil's is named Stick. Uh, Daredevil f- uh, first, f- Daredevil first fights a crime ring called the Hand, while the turtles fought Battle the Foot. Judith Hogg later appeared in Armageddon and with Ben Affleck and Michael Clark Duncan, who appeared in Daredevil in 2003. Fuck yeah, that's actually really tight. I actually didn't know any of that. Yeah, so that's fun. That's fun for me. Yeah, I love the full. I love the fact that maybe now they could probably like integrate it in. Dude, that would be tight. Would even, be, oh, yeah, I'd that would be way too fuck sick. Fuck with it, heavy. Uh, Jim Henson's who, Jim Henson, whose workshop uh, provided the movie's turtle costumes, was reportedly upset about the level of violence in the finished movie. 
While he was proud to have helped uh, advance the art of animatronics, he viewed the violence as excessive, pointless, and not his style. However, as Steve Barron had directed the pilot episode of The Storyteller, which set the tone for the entire series, Henson agreed to do it as a sort of favor to Barron. Well, that's kind of tight. Yeah. Stop it, Jim Henson. Stop it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Brian Tachi, the voice of Leonardo, and Robbie Riss, the voice of Michelangelo, are the only actors to appear in all of the three live-action Ninja Turtles movies. Damn, which we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> to help disguise how cumbersome and slow the Turtles' costumes were, dialogue scenes were shot at 23 frames per second so that they... So that when they were played back at normal speed of 24 point frames per second, they appeared a bit sharper. The same the same reason goes for the fight scenes, which were shot at 22 and 23 frames. Hey, that's pretty fun. Yeah, just because they're probably so fucking heavy. Oh, dude. <laughs> I know the life, though, dude. I'm already fucking heavy as so it my is. My whole life is 23 frames yeah. per second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the plot... The plot is heavily inspired by the stories from Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's original Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle comics. Uh, the turtle's origin is told. The origin of the turtles is told by Master Splinter and the team. And the team fight and defeat the Shredder. Me, myself, and I, Raphael encounters Casey Jones for the first time. What goes around comes around. The Foot Clan critically wounds the turtle. A silent partner. A fight in April's home between the Foot and the turtles and Casey. True stories, the turtles hide out at April's farm to convalescence. That's a weird word. And uh, return to New York, the, the turtles finally confront the foot and the shredder. Hey. Yeah. Which I didn't really know any of that. Yeah, me neither. I've never really read the Cards on the table, person. me neither. Yeah. I've never read anything. <laughs> I've mainly watched the cartoon, which is like my fucking jam. But I do have the IDW run, like the, pretty much the full fucking complete run. Do you? Hardcovers. So maybe uh, maybe I'll read that. You should crack those open sometime. Yeah, maybe, dude. You I'd... fucking hypocrite. Hey, fuck off, dude. I just <laughs> like them because they look cool. <laughs> uh, the script is based mainly on the early Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. That's a fucking mouthful I gotta keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> including the stories of the turtles origins rooftop battle uh sojourn to the farmhouse the battle with shredder elements were taken from the 80s animated series as well such as the turtles colored bandanas the love for pizza elements of michelangelo's character and april o'neill as a television reporter instead of a lab assistant hey which we like yeah uh the movie portrays hamato yoshi as splinter's master slash owner and Splinter learned his ninja skills through observing and mimicking him. This is true to the original TMNT comics, but was the first time this ver version of Splinter's origin was seen. In the TMNT show, uh, it was first ever which was first ever adapted of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Master Splinter is Hamato Yoshi and became a rat after being exposed to the mutagen. Ooh, which I kind of like better. I like that too. Yeah. Which... I actually had the... I don't know where they all are, but I had the complete animated series, dude, and it came in a little fucking turtle van. Yeah, it I was remember tight. seeing that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, now it's fucking everywhere. Dang. So, yeah, dude, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Pay as, as Raphael was the only actor to physically portray and voice the same turtle. All the other turtles were portrayed by both body and voice actors. Damn. That's yeah, Josh Pius, Raphael, suffers from claustrophobia, so after filming Raphael's scenes, he would have to quickly take off his helmet. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I've never... Have you, you ever been buried alive? No. <laughs> God, no. Like in sand? 
No, but I have had the feeling of claustrophobia because uh-huh. I got in a trunk one time Ooh. and I literally like had to concentrate on my fucking breathing because I was like starting to panic because I could not move, dude. And it's like just because it's such a confined space and I like I couldn't fucking like I was squeezed, dude. Yeah. Freaked me the fuck out. So I literally was just sitting there like closing my eyes and concentrating on breathing. I was like, I'm going to die, bro. That's what I'm, <laughs> I was buried in sand one time and it was like, they gave me a bottle to breathe out of. And then right when like the sand covered me and you could feel the weight of like the earth. Yeah. Covering your body. That's when my breathing was just like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and then they threw sand on my bottle breather. Oh <laughs> so shit. I couldn't breathe. So you're just eating sand Pretty while getting much. buried? Yeah. Hell um, yeah. That's, but I'm not claustrophobic. I don't. Th- I don't think I haven't been anywhere near or been buried yet. But I, yeah, I've only experienced that one fucking thing, and that's pretty much it, dude. But <laughs> question, when you're fat, have you ever been buried alive? It's <laughs> <laughs> a random question. Yeah, once, dude. I had died. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back. It was Josh Pius's idea to give Raphael a Brooklyn accent. Hey, good job. Yeah. Now, toward the end of the movie, one of the street punks, Sam Rockwell, tells the police sh- or the police chief. Uh, to check out the East Warehouse over Lairdman Island. The creators of the Ninja Turtles were Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. However, in the original script stated that the warehouse was on the corner of Lairdman and East, which also play a play on the creators' names. Yes, that's sick. Which, everyone should know that. Come on, dude. Yeah, if you don't know that. Um, We've definitely seen Kevin Eastman, dude. It's only a fucking big deal. Oh, I got him. Um, I bought a book from them once. The book you told me to buy. Yep. And it came signed? It came signed by Kevin Eastman. Which is your first appearance of Jenica before she becomes a turtle. Yeah. I don't know why. I just bought it, and then it came in the mail, and then it's like, we only had signed copies, so cowabunga. Yep. Then I, I got like, two of them. Holy shit. Which, fun fact about that, the guy who told me about them, mm-hmm. he ordered two copies before you and I even placed our orders, and yeah. his got canceled. <laughs> what? <laughs> How embarrassing. Isn't that fucked up, dude? <laughs> that happens to him a lot. Damn. And I think it's because... So he's in New York. Uh-huh. And we're obviously here. So I think that's literally the difference is people yeah. are like, yo, fuck everyone in New York or something. I don't know. I don't know how it Very works, bad. but he gets a lot of his orders canceled. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Corey Feldman was uh, said he was offered only 1500 US dollars to voice work to do voice work for the film. Corey accepted, believing the producers who told him that this was only a small, low-budget, independent film, hoping that it would have a moderate success on VHS. If they were lucky... Uh, the movie ended up making millions of dollars at the box office. And he only got fifteen hundred. Yeah. Could you imagine that? The movie c- made two hundred and two million, but you get fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. He Fuck. He should have done the Obi Wan Kenobi Al Guinness route and just been like, "I'll take the small paycheck, but I'll take the fucking box office receipts." Yep. And that's what Alex Al Guinness did and fucking made a butt mint. ton. Yeah. A fucking butt ton. Yeah. Uh, according to Josh Pius on the podcast. I was there too. The director, Steve Barron, was fired near the end of the production as the producers thought the film would have would become too dark. This is uncertain how different the film would have been if he had the final cut. I kind of want to know what it would be like. Yeah, director's cut. Yep. Release the Barron cut. <laughs> Release my boy Barron. Free Barron. <laughs> uh, Shredder and the Foot Clan's hideout were filmed in an abandoned cement factory called the Ideal Cement Factory outside of Wilmington, North Carolina in Castle Hayne. This location was also used for the set of Dino, for the set of Dino Hatton and Super Mario Brothers, and Top Dollars Nightclub in The Crow. Ooh, 
Shout out, dude. <laughs> Love the crow. Hey. The last theatrical film that Jim Henson was associated with, he died about a month and a half after the film's release. R.I.P. the homie. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, the foot warehouse, the boxes in the foreground near the skate halfpipe read Mirage. This is a reference to Mirage Comics, the comic book company that originally published Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's, Peter Laird's Ninja Turtles comic. Such a good fucking book, guys. Yeah. Second prints, third prints, they all go for fucking they go cheddar. For a lot, yeah. I still look every now and then. Dude, I just want... Wishing to pull the trigger and I never do. One day when I make enough money, I'm going to get a fucking first print, dude, just to stare at it and be like, yo, I got mm-hmm. one. Yo, Eastman, sign this. <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh shit! Uh, when getting this movie started, Mark Friedman knew it would have it would have to offer a significantly different experience from the Fred Wolf produced animated TV show. Therefore, an effort was made to make this movie stay as close as possible to the vision the co-creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird presented in their original comic book series. Ooh. That's okay. We're okay. Yeah, which is like, if you read like I, I know. I don't. I lied. I didn't. I've never read it, but I've read about it and shit. Okay. And that shit is, it's brutal as fuck. Okay. Yeah. Like, they Which like, I haven't read. Yeah. They wind up killing much. fucking Shredder and shit. I'm into that. Yeah. That's but what they actually use their weapons and stuff. I I would love to see that. Like I said, dude. I want to mm-hmm. see him like fucking stab people. Murk people. I just <laughs> want to see him like collapse people's heads with nunchucks. Ooh, with their shells. <laughs> oh, fun. that'd be fun, dude. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Depp, Keanu Reeves, Kristen Slater, Lou Diamond Phillips, Amelia Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, uh, Brian Austin Green, Alex Winter, Gary Daniels, and River Phoenix were all considered for the role of Casey Jones. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, cameo, Kevin Eastman, creator of the Ninja Turtles, is a citizen. Oh, I did not. Me neither. <laughs> I was like, because I forget what it looks like most yeah, of the time. Yeah, true that. Uh, with the exclusion of Josh Pius, all of the actors who voiced the Turtles in this film later voiced characters in the TMNT shows. Brian Tochi Leonardo would appear in the 1993 episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Robbie Rist, Michelangelo would play Mondo Gecko in the TMNT Turtles TMNT show in 2012. Okay. And Corey Feldman Donatello would play Slash the Teenage, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2012. Huh. I think that's that, like, fucking 3D one, right? Is that the one? Uh, that might be the show. Because I don't remember... My, yeah, yeah, my no, like the, 3D, uh, oh. the, like the 3D... Oh. Like the 3D show is the one, like, where they're all square and shit? Maybe. I've never... I haven't kept up with it since the 87 one. Okay. So... Okay. Which, actually, the animated one was kind of fun. There was, was a there was a different, like, a 3D one. It was okay. Hmm. But, anyway. Uh, this is the only Ninja Turtles movie where Shredder displays any martial arts capabilities. Huh. Babies! <laughs> no, I was thinking about that. I had to save that for the next one. Uh, the old farmhouse that April Casey and the Turtles hide out in after the fire at the antique store is really is really located in Northampton, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, which is the city where where Kevin, where Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird actually met. Oh shit! Yeah, that's pretty fun. That's good. That's a fun fact. That. <laughs> <laughs> In this film, Raphael was given a quick. Uh, in this film, Raphael was given a quick-tempered, foul-mouthed personality that would often conflict with Leonardo. It was later used in other adaptations of the team, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. In the original animated series, he was given the personality of cool but rude. True that. Yeah. He a badass. He is. Uh, in the scene where the fir- where we first visit the Foot Soldier hideout, one of the kids is smoking a cigar and playing billiards in the same angle and fashion as the children. On Pleasure Island from the animated film Pinocchio. 
I didn't even wow. notice that. I noticed but that. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, according to Brian Henson, the film was finished in post-production largely without Baron. Editor Sally Menke, who later edited many of the films by Quentin Tarantino, was removed as production company Golden Harvest did not like her work. Bitch. How stupid. Yeah, what a big fucking <laughs> idiot loser. And at one of the, uh, out of the, at one of the first story meetings, director Steve Barron had met with Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird to go through the comics. Barron told them the movie was right there, to which the co-creators approved. Todd Langan was hired to write the script. I wonder if they actually like this movie. I don't know. Seems like they would. I feel like because it's closer to the source material than the cartoon was. I would say so. Yeah. I would. I would hope they would because I think it's a great movie. Yeah. But you know who doesn't? The critics. And you know who I don't give a fuck about? The critics. The critics. But anyway, guys, so that's, uh, you still with us? You still there? Are you still there? All right. We are too. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick sponsor break, and then we'll be back to go over number two, the one you all wanted. All right, be right back. <laughs> if you're looking to get any 3D work or any animation work, make sure you go check out our boy over at Hoover 3D. He's the best in the business and will customize any design fit to your needs. He's also a miracle worker with 2D animation or 3D imaging. We used him for our cover logo and any designs we need. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hoover3D and be sure to direct message him for any of your design needs. It's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. Ooh. Welcome back <laughs> to uh, Ninja Turtles Part 2, or not Part 2, Number 2, Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Booze. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just drunk the whole time. Yeah, we're just, we sound fucking drunk. We, we always are drunk, dude. We can't fucking read. We barely have coherent sentences. Yeah, we're just running on. But you're still here with us, so and we you thank like you for it. it. <laughs> All right, so here's the info about uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. It was released on March 22nd of 1991 and was directed by Michael Pess- Pressman. The film had a budget of $25 million and went on to make $78.6 million. That doesn't sound right. That's what the internet said. Well, well, the internet is right sometimes. Well, that would be double its budget, but literally less than half of what it made in the box office. Yeah. So, which is, I don't know. Mm. That's what the internet said, Anyways. dude. Somebody fact check me, because that's all you motherfuckers like to do anymore, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I should give you guys a quick synopsis of the movie, <laughs> otherwise you're not gonna know what's going on. We might not anyway, because the internet's been wrong all day. <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mark Queso, Queso, Michelin Sisti, Life Tilden, and Ken Troom again battle their arch enemy, the rogue ninja Shredder, Frankoish Chow. Shredder attempts revenge by obtaining the same radioactive ooze that created the turtles and unleashing two new monstrous mutants, Taka, an oversized snapping turtle, and Ra- Razor, Razar, Razar. A fearsome wolf-like creature. When Shredder plans to use the remaining ooze on himself, the turtles must harness their ninja fighting skills to stop him. Mm. Alright, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the, statis- the statistics. The tomato meter gave it a 35% with an average rating of 4.7 out of 10 stars. Uh, total ratings of 4 to 3, 15 being fresh and 28 being rotten. That's nasty. The audience, however, gave it 67%. The average rating of 3.7 out of 5. Total ratings of more than 100,000. Day. IMDb gave it a 6 out of 10, Metacritic gave it a 4 to 5%, and 85% of Google Google users like this movie. Damn. So more Google users like this movie than they like the first. Yeah. But I feel this had a more broad appeal. 
because it was aimed more towards children. Because I remember seeing this one before I even seen the first one. Really? Yeah. I don't know which one I saw first. Honestly, I, I can't tell you. But it's just like seventy-eight million. That doesn't sound right. Look it up then. I freaking you know, fucking double check it, you dude. Read what you gotta you know, read. You discount double check. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and go into these critics positive reviews. Critics positive reviews. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: The Secret of the Ooze is funnier, smarter, and more entertaining than the original. How do you feel about that? I like it. You like it better? Okay. Number two, I found myself sort of liking the turtles, and you have to admit that Cowabunga Dude is the perfect response to every question. I used to say that a lot when I was in second grade. Cowabunga. I used to say tubular and Cowabunga, dude. Did you so, say I made a funny? No. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't. Me but neither. you can imagine what it would be like if I did. <laughs> While Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and Donatello are the spunky, upstaging stars of the film, they also have a better cast and story to work with. Okay, I like that. This is one of those rare sequels that actually lives up quite nicely to the original. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I always loved the um, the title card. How it was just like them jumping up, and then the freeze frame, and then the the title come Fuck up. Fuck yeah, dude! It was like it's one of the best title sequences, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's very well in general. This movie's super fucking nostalgic, but I love that because it even that hits you, dude. Like, yeah. you're like, fuck, that's tight, you know. I love that too. Good job, good job, guys. Good job, Mister whatever your name was, Mister Anonymous Reviewer. Miss, well, this guy, what's the Michael, Michael Pre Pressman? Michael Pressman. Good job. I don't even know what he's from. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the critics' negatives. Critics negative reviews. <laughs> Just bummed. Just bored. Uh, nostalgia, nostalgia lens aside, it's pretty. It's a pretty crummy follow up to the 1990 movie. You're wrong. Well, the the effects got way better. It's crazy. To, well, I don't know if you talked about this later on, but it's crazy to me that this movie literally came out like a year after yeah. the first one. And That's now fucking how amazing. everything just got bumped up. Yep. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, I don't think my negative reaction is the case of a parent forgetting the sort of mindless entertainment that he himself enjoyed as a child. Rather, the turtle fights are more depressing than joyful. Okay. I guess. Dang, it sounds like your life is just more depressing. Yeah, it sounds like he's a fucking turd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more dialogue heavy and somewhat less frenetic. This sequel is somewhat more to my own taste. But yet it's a negative review? Huh. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Does, it, does his taste suck? Is that what he's saying? Yes. Uh, <laughs> or is it good? <laughs> neither as fun nor as faithful to the spirit of the original comics. It is a bigger, slicker movie, but not a better one. Hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know. I guess we could talk about it after. Yeah. After we talk about these audience positive reviews. <laughs> All right. Audience positive reviews. Number one. Not as good as the first, but a worthy sequel. Still better than the new ones. The Shredder sticking his hand out of the trash used to scare the bejesus out of, my, uh, out of me when I was little. Okay. I always liked his voice. Shredder's? Yeah. Yeah, I think it sounded fucking sick. Yeah. It almost sounds like a old school Bane, dude. Ooh. Huh? He does, get, he does get that venom and you know what I'm saying? Hey, that's true, dude. <laughs> anyway, number two. Go, ninja, go, ninja, go. Which, if you guys don't know what that is, you're fucking up. Yeah. Big time. Vanilla ice, baby. All right. 
Number three. <laughs> While more campy than the original and less true to the source material, Secret of the Ooze is an entertaining continuation of the most original franchise ever. True. Okay. I like that. Even though it's a little bit more kid-friendly, which I did like, and they really didn't use their weapons in the whole movie, I still really enjoyed. True. And I agree. They used them twice. <laughs> is that is that new fun fact? Well, the weapons? Mm-hmm. Uh, the weapons is they don't... Um, the weapons part is, but I just... I know, like, they used them twice. Once when Leonardo uses his swords to stick into the ceiling. Okay, yeah, I, I think remember that. It's all in the beginning, where they're fighting those guys in that mall area, or whatever yep. the fuck it is. That's pretty much it. And then he's Other than that, they're just beating the shit out of He's got the little clowns. Yeah. The fucking little clowns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I fucking love that part. I always wanted one of those clowns, dude. It looks tight. I just wanted to punch it. <laughs> and then he starts doing it. Yeah, that's oh, fucking so great. good. Anyways, uh, audience negative. Audience negative reviews. <laughs> uh, silly, stupid even. The younger, the kid... The younger the kids watching it, the more the likely they will find enjoyment therein. But as an adult, I found the final 30 minutes downright difficult to finish. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like you finish in two minutes. Buddy. Down this whole thing, this whole review was difficult to finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad, desperate episode of a children's cartoon made into a mess of a live-action flick. It too, uh, it too often jumps from scenes of violence and mixes up, mixes it into unfunny gags, and eye roll eye roll worthy dialogue. I think they're full of shit, dude. Yeah, you don't know shit about shit. Let me just say that. <laughs> kind of a step down, don't you think? <laughs> I like, I like that. that review. Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie was not so good, but it was okay. My main problem is how the turtles beat regular Shredder with a garbage truck uh, but a mutant Shredder could not survive being hit by wood this movie was bad <laughs> I love that review uh, it's like yeah you got, you got a point no he drowned himself didn't he doesn't the building like fall on him or something and the then whole he goes thing in the water the whole dock yeah. collapses and then they go in the water and they're like man I love being a turtle yeah something like that yeah but it's cool mm-hmm I like Super Shredder. Yeah, his like it's funny how like it didn't his whole outfit changed. Yeah. Which looks fucking dope. He looks gnarly, dude. Yeah. But it's funny how he's like he drank it and it like well it had effect on his clothes too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that happens? Oh no, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, dude. It turns out if you give me alcohol, my clothes come off. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're wow. welcome, dude. If you ever needed to know. Wow. <laughs> Good to know. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, my question for obviously, you like the second one better than the first. Yes. Okay. Um, what would you have given this movie? So, you had your tomato meter giving this a 35%, and then the audience giving it a 67 So, if you liked it more than the first one, does that mean you're going like fucking 88? Dog, 90? Was, right when it was like you said that, I was like 89. <laughs> <laughs> This one is better, though. Yeah, I think stick, this one's I'll better. I'll stick with 89. Okay. I'm going to go 87. <laughs> I'll, go back. I'll, I'll steal yours from the first one. Yeah. I like this one better than the first one, I think, too. It's good. It's not perfect. It's hokey. It's cheesy. I know that. But still, 89 for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I needed to know, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> Except for the fun facts with James. <laughs> uh, so here they go. Yeah. 
And now, fun facts with James. That's me. Uh, when Vanilla Ice, who has a cameo in the movie, first arrived on the movie set, Michael or McKellen Sisti, McKellen, that's his name. McKellen Sisti, the actor in the Michelangelo suit, went up to Vanilla Ice to give him a hug and welcome him aboard to the movie. However, Vanice, Ice's overweight bodyguard stiff-armed him. Even with the full turtle suit on, and nearly 18 of the actors and stuntmen, inclu including Daniel Pessina, stepped forward, fuck, <laughs> stepped forward to pounce on and defend Sisti. Uh, the film's stunt coordinator, Pat E. Johnson, immediately stepped in and stopped them from fighting. Pessina later told them the incident in an online interview saying that Vanilla Ice's bodyguard almost got a, their butts kicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like, probably because he's just like stiff-armed him and he probably was like falling back. He's yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. And then everyone's just like, yo, you want to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this, son. You, you want the fucking turtle smoke, baby? <laughs> uh, Eddie, Ray, Eddie Reyes Jr., was Donatello's fight double in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 movie. Producers liked Reyes so much they created the role of Kino just for him to replace the ultra-violent Casey Jones. Hey, cool. Which I, kinda, I like Casey Jones, though. Yeah. Everyone likes Casey Jones. Watching this back, it's, it's like... These movies take place within days of each other. I think so. Yeah, because right? they, like... The foot runs back to the thing and is like... If Shredder... Shredder said if, like, anything happens, we come back here... And then that, that's what I'm assuming is like, oh, this happened like the next day or two days later. Yeah. It does seem pretty fucking close. Yeah. So the guy, though, so the pizza delivery guy, he was in the suit in the first one. Is that right? Yeah, he was Donatello. He was like Thank the you. stunt okay. Donatello. Okay. And not the Which movie. is kind of tight. He's fucking tiny, dude. Yeah. I'd eat him. <laughs> I eat him, not pizza. <laughs> uh, Judith Hogg was not called in to reprise her role as April O'Neil after she, the director was unhappy when she defended the way they mistreated the stunt doubles and their unfair schedule changes. She stated at Supercon Florida that she had no ill will towards Paige Turco. Instead, yeah, instead they met 17 years later and were now good friends. The directors found Paige Turco... I'm sorry. <laughs> the directors found Paige Turco to, to resemble the character more. And found her chemistry with the turtles to, to seem more sincere. I would agree with that. Yeah. She does seem like she loves them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the whole scene where she was, like, naming all their shit. Yeah. Oh, Michelangelo and it's like Raphael. Yeah. She just knew all their stuff. It's like they've been there for 10 years. Yeah, where they're leaving all their shit. <laughs> uh, due to the backlash from parents over the darker and more violent tone of the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie... The producers decided to not allow the turtles to use their weapons for almost the, almost the entirety of the film. Tight. Yeah. Whiny bitches. Thanks, parents. Yeah, thanks. Way whiny to fucking bitches. ruin our vision. Whiny bitch ass, motherfucking ass parents. Oh, going back and watching again, it would been it would been bad as fuck if they did like a Turtles in Time. Was the third one Turtles in Time? Yes. Oh, never. It mind. was like a yeah, but not a good one. Oh, I want <laughs> a Turtles in Time where they steal the Statue of Liberty and do all that shit like Ooh. the game. That's what I want. That'd be so fucking fun, dude. I want to see another movie like this, though. Mm -hmm. Like this. I don't want no Michael Bay fucking weirdo-looking turtles. You know what? The internet should have bullied him into making the Ninja Turtles look cooler. Yeah. <laughs> they did it for Sonic, and he turned out great. <laughs> True. But this was back before all that shit. Internet bullies. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> oh, where was I? In the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film... 
Uh, the turtle's facial expressions were cable-operated with all motors, servos, etc. housed in the shell. Uh, in this movie, thanks to a larger budget, the animatronics were much smaller and lighter and were built into the face itself. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, dedicated to the memory of Jim Henson. Oh yeah. Yeah. The realist. That's the boy. Uh, the fight double for Donatello, Stephen Ho, kept the Donatello head, became a stand-up comedian, and used it in his act. <laughs> That's tight, dude. <laughs> I, want a, I want a Donatello head. I just want one of the suits, so that'd be cool. I just want a bow staff. <laughs> Get one. Just make, make one. I just go find a stick, bro. Yeah, I got easy. one. <laughs> uh, originally, the studio wanted Bebop and Rocksteady from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon to appear. However, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were not in favor of it, so Tonka and Razor were created. That's tight. Yeah. I like that. Which, they're both great characters anyway. They are, but I, I don't know. They had a whole, like, arsenal of other things from Car- their show, from yeah. their books that could have brought in. Other villains? Yeah. I would, honestly though, I, I would love to see how they would have done Bebop and Rocksteady, like, in that style. Oh, with they the actual, like, fucking oh, dope. I, I think it would look fucking sick. Yeah. I, it would have been better than what we got. True. Uh, in the original script of the film, the film was to end on a cliffhanger with Professor Perry being revealed to be a the, being revealed to be a, ro- a robotic shell for an Utrom, the aliens from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics, who created the ooze to power their technology. It was dropped due to the fear of the kids mistaking it for Krang, a villain from the from the from the cartoon, uh, who was based on the Utroms. While at the while at the time the Utroms were not known outside of the comics, they would later be officially adapted to the media for the first time later in Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2003 cartoon series, which was notably much more closer to the original comics than its animated pre- predecessor. Krang is fucking sick, man. Yeah, that'd be cool him. if it was just yeah, like he just showed up. <laughs> that that would have been tight too, dude. They could have used like a little animatronic. How fu- fucking ah. gross he would look and just. Moist. Oh, so mm. moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been sick, dude. Yeah. And they just—they're fucking up. They fucked up. I really wish they would have like done something with that third movie, though. Other than what they did, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, in the original comic story, the ooze was made by stranded aliens called the Utrums through a through a front company called TCRI Techno Cos. Cosmic Research Institute. Since the final script did not include the Utroms, the company was changed to TGRI, Techno Global Research Industries. Hmm. You don't say. Hmm, really. Uh, the building used for the entrance of April's apartment is the office to the New York location of Jim Henson's Creature Shop. That's fucking sick. Yeah. I like that. Uh, though the first movie had exceeded all expectations, Golden Harvest wasted no time greenlining a sequel. Because they thought the franchise was going to burn out quickly and were surprised that it lasted a long, as long as it did. They wanted to get the movie out in theaters as soon as possible, which is why the film came out less than a year after the first movie's release. Yeah, there you go, dude. Which is like, they're fucking moving. That's nutty. Like, yeah. nutty quick. Like, me nutting quick. <laughs> even like... You, dude, you're gross. Even like movies shot like Lord of the Rings and like Avengers Endgame were shot like back to back still couldn't come out within less than a year of each other yeah absolutely not which is wild to me yeah uh cameo michael jaya white as a foot clan recruit 42 minutes in who's that michael jaya white played um al simmons in spawn thank you he's like a kid yeah in this movie 
Uh, at one point during the club scene with Vanilla Ice performing, Leaf Tilden, the actor in the Donatello suit, was supposed to roll stuntman Daniel Piscina, a foot soldier, and then do a sidekick like choreographed. However, Tilden decided to do a roundhouse kick instead without first telling Piscina. And as a result, Piscina almost had his two front teeth kicked out. Oh, shit. <laughs> he actually just gets kicked in the fucking mouth. Yep. Oh, that sucks. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, at the end of Kane, Kino's first fight, he, the line, stay down, was improvised. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, this is the only movie in the trilogy in, which does not include Casey Jones' char- character. And one of the only two theatrical release TMNT films to not feature him. Hmm. Yeah. Cameo, Mark Castle, the performer inside Leonardo's costume, also plays the man in the newsroom who tells April that Donatello was calling her. Oh, no shit. Uh, Didn't know that. Yep. Cameo, McKellen. McKellen Sisti, the performer inside Michelangelo's costume, also costume also plays the Soho man who talks to April before she enters her apartment. I didn't know that. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during the filming of the scene where the turtles are trapped in the net and fall to the ground, one of the stuntmen broke an ankle. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. I guess it pays to be a stuntman, though, it dude. It does, because that's what you're paid to fucking do. Exactly. His get hurt. Yeah. Tight. Uh, one main concern that Kevin Eastman and Peter, Peter Laird had that the second and any and any subsequent movie stay as much away from the cartoon show as and as close to the original black and white comics as possible as the first movie did. They felt that there was plenty of material in the black and white books to form a basis for another good movie. So they're a little bit more bummed about this movie. A little bit, yeah, sounds just like because they couldn't use the drums and yeah, shit like that. But that'd have been sick, though. It would have, but you can't. The producers pay for the movie, so they like they hold the money. Yeah. So they could say what comes and what goes. Yep. Which kind of what sucks for any movie being made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, if your if your producer sucks, yeah, like it's not gonna be good. Like the 2011 thing. Okay. The yep. reboot where they're like, they had all the animatronics and special effects pretty much done for the whole movie, but then one producer came in and asked like a kid, he's like, "Hey, is this scary?" And the kid was like, "No," and so they just CG'd over everything. I hate that though. Yeah. I hate that they did that because yeah. the original thing is just a fucking banger, mm-hmm. and they straight up didn't use yeah like, any of that shit. They had the whole, they had the foundation. All they had to do was just build upon it. They couldn't fucking do that. Because I'm a little bitch. Yeah. Little bitch opened his mouth. <laughs> uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird both felt that the both felt that the shredder should not appear in the second movie. Laird even planned a scene where the garbage man found Shredder's helmet, crushed and twisted twisted it, in which would have been a subtle enough way to refer of his ambiguous fate from the first film and set the scene for his appearance in the third TMNT movie. However, the producers wanted the movie to be closer to the cartoon and therefore decided to have Shredder return in this movie instead. <laughs> Amen. Let's see. I was like, well, fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one possible approach that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird had for the second movie was to use some of the elements uh, in TMNT issue 2, the Baxter Stockman slash Mouser story. The Stockman slash Mouser's tale is pretty straightforward and could have been lifted from the book with little alterations, although they would have to find another... Assistant for Stockman, as in the movie, April is already a, has a different job. Eastman and Laird also wanted to include the Rat King, who they felt would be really neat, visually and visually arresting for for the film, uh, and could have some interesting interactions with him, Splinter and the Mousers. Oh shit! Yeah, that'd be cool. 
But no, we didn't get that. We didn't get shit. <laughs> uh, Leaf Tilden, the performer inside the Donatello costume. Michael Sisti, the performer inside the Michelangelo costume. Kevin Clash, the Splinter. David McCarran, the voice of Shredder. Toshihiro Obata, Tatsu. Michael, what was it? McCohoney, the voice of Tatsu. Raymond Sarah, Chief Stearns are the only cast members to return from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. Brian Tochi, the voice of Leonardo, and Robbie Rist, the voice of Michelangelo, are the only actors to appear in all three at live action TMNT movies. That's right. Yep. You said that one in the first one. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. It's our podcast. We do it. We fuck fucking want. say it as many times as we want. <laughs> hey. Those guys are the only ones. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, when the script called for Leonardo to perform a back handspring, Mark Castle wanted to do it, but director Michael Pressman was unwilling to risk an injury. Pressman wanted Castle's, Castle's stuntman to perform the feat, but the stuntman didn't know how. A search was then initiated for an outside party to do the stunt, but Castle, a national gymnastics competitor, eventually won it out and performed it himself. Uh, Castle later stated said in the matter it was like well i want to do my own thing if you're going to go out there and look for someone worse than me you cannot find anyone to do it better than damn. i can <laughs> damn dude yeah. that's what you get dude that's what happens uh jim henson's creature shop returned but brian henson chose not to be involved due to other commitments and his dismay at the loss of steve Barron as director yeah how do you think this one would have been i think well I don't know. I don't think he would still be on it just because, like, of how dark the first movie was, and if he had the final cut, it would put darker. And so, if he was like, "No, they're gonna use their weapons. They have weapons. They're gonna fucking use them." Yeah. Do you think people would have uh, not liked it as much, or how do you think the movie itself would have been like if it was darker? Would you have been all right with it? I would have been fine because they're just like swords and shit. Well, that's yeah. not like bad. Like they could. It's. Mainly used for defense. Yeah, they could not think. be a pussy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. And when they're in the net, just be like, hey, I have a fucking sword. Yeah, I could <laughs> this, probably cut us out. <laughs> yeah, this helps. Shit like that. I think it would have been maybe a little bit better. Maybe he would have, like, listened to both Eastman and Laird on their stuff and be like, yeah, let's just fucking do this. Yeah. Easy. As opposed to just fucking straight canning him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he doesn't know what you're talking about. This yeah. is our show. Yep. He's like, okay, I guess I didn't create these fucking things, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it would have been... Imagine being a creator, dude, and just being shut down like that. And you're just like, I don't think this is how my characters would react. Like, what do you know? I was like, I fucking created them. Yeah. I think I know. I know. <laughs> well, we're going to go in a different direction. But like, I don't I don't like this. Just going to go throw this out there. Uh, yeah, they're mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I guess I'll just fucking cast my check and go eat shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, straight up, dude. What a bunch of fuckers. Right. Uh, director cameo, Michael Pressman is the Channel 3 news manager. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Me either. It's because we don't know what they fucking look that's like. That's true. <laughs> uh, and lastly, and one of my, my favorite fun facts for this is Frank Miller is an uncredited co-writer for the Vanilla Ice song Ninja Rap, and most specifically, he's responsible for the lyric, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. No fucking way, Yes, dude. he is. The man Frank Miller himself Frank is also Miller. a songwriter? <laughs> he's Damn, <a> bro. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Frank Miller is, uh, Sin City. He wrote a little he, comic called Sin City, <laughs> 300, Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, The Dark Knight Strikes Back, <laughs> The Dark Knight 3. A, bun a bunch of fucking bangers. Yep. 
And people hated his art. They did. They fucked this. It looked weird. But it looks good in Sin City. <laughs> it does. I like the Sin City art. He also actually did a, a spread in um, Spawn as well. Did he? A little, uh, yeah, it's in, actually one of like the first six issues, I think. Oh, nice. He has a little poster. Anyway, shouts out Frank Miller. Shout it out. Next time, uh, since we gave you the shout out, you got to give us a free signing. Thanks, bro. Boom. Appreciate you. Easy. But anyway, guys, that's our episode. We went through Ninja Turtles 1 and Ninja Turtles 2 from 1990. Fumbled our way through it, but we're here. Excuse me. 1990, 1991. <laughs> yeah, we were a little uh, love drunk. I'm not gonna. It's, Off it's, your humps. If when you if you guys listen to it, it's a little late. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we're kind of a. It's, it's later than when we usually. Yeah. Okay. It's later than when we normally do this. So Thank now we're you. Kind of. Because I can't talk to you. Yeah, it's we're fine. a little love drunk. Off your humps. Yeah, hump. Yeah, hump. All right, guys. Anyway, <laughs> make sure you're following us on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes, and you can follow us on our personal Instagrams at x chief underscore beef and comic x steve. Later. Bye. Oh, this has been some real shit. You better step back, get before I lose my shit.